It's lights out, away we go. Good start from Vettel and from Hamilton Leclerc. Now comes up on the inside, and you've got Ricardo ahead of Gasly and Bottas. Vettel into turn one, wheel to wheel, Leclerc and Hamilton. But Hamilton gets the inside line through turn two, and he's away. Ricardo, a bit unstable, but he's okay ahead of Gasly. Hulkenberg has started well and maybe got ahead of Bottas as well. Oh, he's gone wide! Sebastian Vettel goes wide and Lewis Hamilton thought there was a gap, but the wall and Sebastian Vettel moving to the right-hand side closed that gap down. Has Vettel just got away with an error and preserved his lead in this Canadian Grand Prix? He just came on the track so dangerous. Yeah, copy this, we're on it. Sebastian Vettel has been given a five-second time penalty for an unsafe re-entry and forcing oh, another driver what? off the track. Vettel has five-second penalty, so we just need to stay in his gearbox. We've got a five-second time penalty for unsafe re-entry. Head down, head down. We have Hamilton three seconds behind. Yeah, I had nowhere to go. Seriously, I had nowhere to go. I did see him. But they're stealing the race from us. Sebastian Vettel takes the checkered flag, but Lewis Hamilton wins the Canadian Grand Prix. It is Hamilton for the seventh time that will take victory in Montreal. You're listening to the Q3 Podcast. G'day everybody and welcome to another edition of the Q3 Podcast, proudly presented by Sin. I'm your host, Ben Pascuzzi, and I'm joined by, as always, James Worth. James, how are we? The other host. I'm good, thanks. I am the host. The other host, though. You're not. The other host. You're just a guest speaker. <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a way to start a potty. Yeah, well, I'm the one who is well-researched. Yeah, you're not wrong. Mm. Always right. No, not always right. Anyway, um, yep, this is the Canadian Grand Prix review edition of the Q3 podcast. We do need to apologise for not getting our preview done last weekend. Uh, James and I were a little bit busy. Yep. Um, But anyway, we're back here to review what was another great Grand Prix. We've had two great races in a row. We had Monaco, and now we've had Canada. And, of course, this one was won quite controversially by Lewis Hamilton. So, without further ado, let's get straight into our race recap. Alrighty, going on with the top, going on with the top ten finishes of the race. We had Lewis Hamilton coming in first, uh, and then Sebastian Vettel coming in second because of that hmm, five-second time penalty that we'll get to later in the show. Because I'm quite triggered about that as he's been. Am I right? Yeah, You're not wrong. He's not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. Charles Leclerc in third, Valtteri Bottas in fourth, uh, Max Verstappen in fifth, Ricardo in sixth, Nico Hulkenberg in seventh. Yeah, get around the big boy. Go Renault. Uh, Pierre Gasly in eighth, Lance Stroll finally finishing a home Grand Prix. Finally finishing a home Grand Prix in ninth, and then Daniel Kvyat in tenth. And we only had one at DNF, with two DNFs actually, with Alex Albon. Uh, only getting to 59 laps, and Lando Norris coming Lando. off in the eighth lap with a rear suspension issue. All right, so the race was actually pretty uh, stock standard. Um, Vettel led from start to finish, and it was actually from start to finish. But there was an incident on lap 48. So going into turn three, uh, he lost the back end 
of his um, car. They lost those back, uh, those rear tires, and he went into the grass on turn three, and then he came out, and it was a judge to have been a an unsafe entry, and because Hamilton was trying to go on the racing line. And as such, Vettel copped a five-second penalty for that around 10, 10 laps later. And yeah, at the end of the race, he wasn't able to pull clear um, plus five seconds from Hamilton. He almost actually uh, almost came in third because Charles Leclerc in the end, I think he finished only about four and a half seconds off the lead. Yeah, he did. Yeah, Charles Leclerc actually only finished four and a half seconds off Hamilton in the end. So it could have been... Uh, sorry, off off um Vettel's actual time. So it could have actually been um a lot worse for Sebastian Vettel, no. but still got second place. It's a big girl, massive girl. Um, Daniel Ricciardo he actually qualified in fourth position, which was quite remarkable. And the expected happened. Uh, Max Verstappen and um, Valtteri Bottas were able to clear him in the end, although uh, Valtteri um had to do it with a bit of grit, a bit of oomph, a bit of oomph, <laughs> a bit of oomph. Daniel Ricciardo made it pretty hard for him. Um, and then Hulkenberg almost came up to him. Bit of team orders there. We'll get into that. Gotta get into it. that later. But it was, it was good. So Renault, fantastic finish from them. Six and seven. So we will get stuck into that in our talking points. The other thing I want to make note of, Pierre Gasly uh, finishing eighth in the Rebel. He could not pass either of the two Renaults. Um, Lance Stroll, obviously ninth. And then you got... Danny Kvyat, who pulled a very, very late move on both Sergio Perez and Carlos... Uh, sorry, it was just Carlos Sainz at the... No, it was just Sergio Perez at the end. He got Carlos Sainz before that. Um, Carlos... No, what am I talking about? Lance Come on, Stroll, ben, I Lance, Stroll Lance Stroll overtook... Um, hang on. It was Sainz. Yes, that's Are right. Because no, Sainz is 11th. He's confusing me because Lance Stroll is not. So Lance Stroll overtook Carlos Sainz with a lap to go... And then, literally on the same corner, Danny Kivita did the exact same thing. Just a question. Are you the expert? I am. I watched the race, mate. I know what happened. All right, let's get straight into our uh, talking points from the Canadian Grand Prix. All right, so obviously, the major talking point is that incident between Sebastian Vettel and Lewis Hamilton on lap 48, which, unfortunately, for Ferrari fans and Sebastian Vettel fans, cost him the Grand Prix win. He was um, penalised with a five-second stop-and-go penalty. Obviously, he didn't have to stop. It just got added to him at the end of the race. Um, And that eventually led to him salvaging uh, that first place in which he held from start to finish. So, Hamilton ended up getting the win. That is his third in a row? Fourth Uh, in a row? I believe so. Third. It's a lot anyway. Um, Hamilton does... It's just ex- Mercedes, 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 and I don't like it. Yeah, he extends his lead at the top of the driver's standings to 29 points now, which we did forget to mention in the race recap, but that's all right. Um, yeah. So, first of all, seeing the incident, should Vettel have got penalised? Hell yes no? no. Hell no. What? What, mate? You... They're... A- they're saying it was unsafe entry, re- re-entry, and it caused a car to go off the track. It didn't cause a car to go off the track. Um, he had no way of getting there. He had, he had no way of getting back into the race. Um, he couldn't have, you know, 
steered wide. He couldn't have done anything different to what he did. Uh, and, he, and if you see the replay, his, um, his left wheel, uh, front wheel, was... It, it kind of jolted, didn't it? It was... Um, if you watch the replay, the, yeah, his left, wheel, his left wheel jolted and it obviously made him turn a bit more into where the... Uh, what uh, what's it called the uh, the red and white thing that they go off into the, the what the corner right on the turn yeah the 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 curb the curb that's it yeah wow well, no I'm, no I'm not good with words um so you're not good at a lot of things mate where ooh roasted um yeah so just I, just before you go any further yes Ben there's this magnificent video on WTF one yes. which has shown all the um past racing drivers um, and their thoughts on the Vettel penalty. So first was Mark Webber. He's gone, any of these stewards ever race at the front in F1? Mental penalty. The next comment is from Jensen Button. He says, you can't just stop the car and stay off the circuit. For me, it's a racing incident. Oh, the video is, um, as you describe in Australia, it's S-H-A-T itself, unfortunately. But we're back. Are we back? Yes. Marco Benanumi. Oh, no. I'm just reading. Oh, God. Do you know who that is? No. Well, can you check? We need to check who he is. Anyway, congrats to the FIA. Killing the sport and the real fight on track. So, so far, pretty scathing. Nigel Mansell, we know who he is. Very, very embarrassing. No joy in watching this race. What's Seb supposed to do? Um, he was a passenger. Yeah, for cool. Alan McNeish. Not really sure what Vettel could have done differently when rejoining. With the momentum he had, he was always going to end up where he did. Yep. Which is your point. I agree. Uh, Stefan Wilson. Was Vettel meant to vanish into thin air <laughs> once rejoining the track from there? Thanos, click your fingers. Mario Andretti. The function of the stewards is to penalise unsafe moves, not honest mistakes as a, ro- as a result of hard racing. What happened is not acceptable at this level of our great sport. And there's one final one. I believe. Yep. Nope. I've got one as well. No, that's the final one. And that's a really good one to end on. Um, I've got one more. What's your one? It's from a driver who only spent two years on the circuit, uh, who knows basically nothing about Formula 1, Jolin Palmer. <laughs> uh, he, he's he got an article in BBC Sport, yeah. and it's totally irrelevant. No one really cares about him. Let's be all real. He tries for Renault and yeah. lost his seat within two seasons. See you later, buddy. Uh, he says, uh, his article is like, why is Sebastian Vettel deserve the penalty? Um... He said he's been at odds with the F1 stewards before, both during his career and after it, but this time I'm in complete agreement. Sebastian Vettel did deserve the f- uh, five-second penalty in uh, the Canadian Grand Prix because he could have clearly avoided the situation. He could not have clearly avoided that it. That clearly shows how much Jolin Palmer, who spent two years in the F1 circuit, how much he knows about F1, which is literally I mean, not- I mean, when you're travelling at that pace, uh, who was it? I think it was Jensen Bunner who said it immediately after the race. You're doing... 100 miles an hour, which is what, 180 k's or yeah. something? It's very quick. You're going in that corner. No, 180 miles. Hang on, 100, 100 miles an hour, 160. Thank you. 160. Nice of you to finally get your brain working. Uh, 160 kilometers an hour. And we know here in Australia that is that is quick. That's bloody quick. We can't, we're not, that's illegal that's about, to go that pace. Well, that's, that's, so you're doing that in a corner, which is what? How, how, how long would you say that is? Not even 50 meters, about 30 meters? The length of a cricket pitch almost. A little bit more. 22 feet. 22 feet Speak meters for me. Speak right. metric. I think it's like 
10... What's 22 feet? No, 22 feet. No, I don't know. Anyway, Any, um, it's, it's, it's very hard in that incident uh, to stop. And uh, who was it? Nico Rosberg actually came out and supported the decision, saying that it was Man. correct. Um, so he's supporting his former teammate, surprisingly. Well, look. But look, at the end of the day, we want to see a fight. Okay? And correct. for me... And I think for most of the viewers and most of the experts and most of the commentators, most of the fans, most of the drivers probably, and of course, especially Sebastian Vettel, yep. that's a racing incident. <laughs> yeah. You do not want to see that penalised, um, especially when it costs you a race. And It's not fun. It's, look, to be fair, he would not have got there in that situation, Vettel, had he not made a mistake. Let's I mean, put it that. Let's, that. That's another talking point in itself. Yep. Vettel, again, his mistake has cost him a win because it's true. That mistake... Cost him the win. Yes, yeah. he got penalised by the stewards, but if he didn't um, cough it up and lose that rear end, we wouldn't even be talking about stewards' decision. But yep. oh, I think well, it's wrong. You I, think it's wrong? I think it's wrong, but as well, I think Jolin Palmer's a traffic cone. Yeah. He's a traffic cone. He's a, he's a hazard. There's a kid I coach in year 10 basketball who's a genuine traffic cone. But anyway. Really? Yeah. Wow. He does nothing. He just stands <laughs> there, just looks good. Anyway, <laughs> um, let's get into that from Vettel. Another mistake. That, that's something I think that's been glossed over a little bit in the media sphere around the uh, world of Formula One. Sebastian Vettel caused that mistake. He made it himself, which obviously instigated the stewards to give him a five-second penalty. Does he come under the microscope at all for making that mistake? And secondly, I mean, he did it all last year. Of course, we remember Germany, where he lost the lead because under the safety car, it's a bit wet. Locked up his front, went straight to the wall, and that was effectively the championship ending. Um, do we see Vettel staying at Ferrari for a long time if he's going to continue making mistakes like these? No, we're not, or we are. I don't. I don't think. I, I don't think he'll look. There's rumours that he's going to retire hmm. end of the season, but it. You know what? I would love it if he moved to Mercedes. I would love it because then he could. Oh, mate! Just imagine. Mm. Right. Imagine you put Hamilton and Vettel on the same team. There's no team orders. They can race as hard as they want against each other. They both got the exact same car. Like it. It's literally just saying. The 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 best driver wins. Mm. But do you think time and time again, the mistake the mistakes that Vettel is making is getting glossed over? <laughs> um. Like this one. This one. Obviously, all the talk is about the stewards, but. Where we continue to forget, he made that mistake again. Yeah. At the front of the lead, I he's cost himself and Ferrari a race win. I think the bottom line is that you know he um. What's the big issue actually? What is the big issue? What is the big the issue? The stewards' decision or Vettel's mistake? It's, it's the stewards' decision because because I, I I could argue that it's Vettel's mistake again. I'd honestly bottom, put, look, I'd put I'd put it sixty forty in favour of the stewards' decision. But, that's fair. No, that's fair. I agree with but that. But, like, seriously, Vettel, get a grip. Mm. <laughs> like, actually get grip. But, yeah. No, no, no. I'm, no, I, I well, 100% agree with you. appreciate that pun. I did. Get a grip. And he's got to get grip because he good, lost grip. It was good traction on that joke. Gotcha. Nice. <laughs> good job, mate. Um, no, I look, bottom line, he made a mistake. He stuffed up. Like, you know. The, the, right. Whoa. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying oh, to, I'm trying okay, to go. make my statement. Go on, go on. I'm I'm saying the, I thought you just said it. Nah, I'm saying bottom line, he made the mistake. Like that, that should be the, you know, basis knowledge and basis um, of this whole thing. But I, I agree. It might be for me, it's like 70-30. Okay. 
Ferrari. They finished uh, second and third. Um, they had a very, very good qualifying weekend with Sebastian Vettel obviously finishing on pole. Are they back, mate? And can they actually um, make a genuine threat or make a genuine uh, charge to the constructors' standings at this stage of the season? I certainly think they've got a chance. Uh, I don't know if they'll get it. Uh, I, I think you can't ride them off just yet. I think... Um, write them off or ride them off? Write them off. You can't just write them off the piece of paper and say, no, nah, they're not going to win. You can, you know, have speculations that they were not going to win. That You can have speculations that they're going to, you know, flip the whole season around, come France in two weeks' time. Uh, you just don't know. And But I don't know, man. Is it too late? Is it too early? You know, you don't want to make you don't want to make assumptions this early in the um in the season because for all we know, Mercedes could flop the next what twelve races. But no Mercedes, are they likely to flop? No, but what I'm saying is that you never know, right? And there's well, that's all why we're put we're, that's why I've put you and I'll put myself in the right. hot seat, mate. You got to make these calls. If I'm if I'm giving you my honest, 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 honest opinion, they're not going to get no chance. Good, I'm I saying. I just wanted to just you know make some great radio. You know, they're, 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 this is like a, it's not a one-off. It's good to see them get competitive again. But it's like... But it's the same old mistakes that have cost them. It's either their stupid, um, what, decisions Leclerc around tyres or whatever. Leclerc two races. Like Leclerc, for example, he kind of came, he pitted very, very late. And you saw him finish very, very well. Well, very strongly, obviously. Would have been kind of nice for them to pit him maybe five laps earlier. Yeah. Um, potentially have even a greater run at Hamilton and Vettel. Yep. And then, of course, Vettel making another mistake. So it's mm. same old, same old for Ferrari. It's a bit of what could have been, it's what like, should have been. So, it's like no, that saying it's, that Mercedes have got this in the back easily. It's like that saying, you can lead a cow to water, but you can't make a drink. Mm. Like, you know, you can you can give them all the, you know, bells and whistles, you can give them all the great cars, but if you can't, you can't help them with their own stupidity. And that's what we're seeing. And, you know, I'm being honest though. Like, you can't help Ferrari's own stupidity with how they how they approach races because the way that they're approaching races and they're you know attempting wins and their race strategies it's just it's just piss poor because if if you want to be up there with the best you should take notes from Mercedes and they're like oh no 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 you know we're we're another team and we're just as good as uh, Mercedes <laughs> no you're not champ like clearly not you should take a page out of their books go back into the history books. Um, you know, go into a season, I'm just going to take out of the, um, so the 13, 13, uh, 14, right? 13 season and then 14, uh, the 14 was battled with, uh, Rosberg and Hamilton, right? Look at that whole season and how they based the rivalry and how they managed the cars and how they approached every single race. That's a perfect year because that was the year that they moved into V6, right? And it's the perfect year to base your season for this season on. You should just get tips on it, see how they pitted, what the race strategy was for different tracks, because most of the tracks are still the same. There's only one or two that are different, right? And, and you know, if you want base points, go back to when the last French Grand Prix was, you know, when Hockenheim was in last, which is, what, 10 years ago. You know, you can still bring up all these points, you know, because if, if you want to be a competitive team, you can't just do it on your from own originality. You need, you need to base it on different things. Every team has a craft that they need to accomplish from, you know, like just say soccer players or AFL players. 
Um, you know, they base their craft on. Did you just say soccer? Yes. Right? Soccer players or like Australian rules football players. That's a first. They base their craft on different players. You know, like if you're a midfielder, you might base your um, uh, your craft on Frank Lampard or Steven Gerrard. You know what I mean? Like you base your style of play on an, on a past player, right? The teams, if they want to get good and they know that they need, you know, something a little bit extra to get good, you should base your whole season and your whole team approach and the attitude towards the season on a past season of a different team. For instance, go back to 2006 or 2004 when Renault were powering through with Alonso. That's a perfect one. It's just, it it gets me frustrated because, you know, they think, oh, no, we're our own team, and they st- keep doing these stupid mistakes. Learn from the best. Go back in the past, watch races, see how they approach different races. Like, it's, you know, All right. it's not rocket science. Speaking, speaking of Renault, let's get into them because they had their most successful race weekend of the year to date so far. So, obviously, after their incredible qualifying performance, we're sure uh, Daniel Ricciardo in fourth, Hulk in seventh, I think it was. Yeah, seventh. Um, anyway, they got their largest points uh, tally for the season. Daniel Ricciardo came home in sixth position. He, but he got uh, eight points, and then Nico Hulkenberg finishing in seventh got the six points. So their 14 points has seen them close the lead mm-hmm. um, on their, well, not their sister team, but a team who uses their engines, and that is McLaren-Renault. So Renault are fifth now in the driver's standings. They are on 28 points behind McLaren, who are in fourth on 30 points. Now, yep. with Renault, with Renault, let's get in there. Um, can they be the best midfield team first? And then the second question, we'll talk about the team orders incident. I don't think they can be the best team. I, I said at the start of the season that Haas are going to do it. Um, well, Haas but right again, now. But again, what I was about to say, again. Haas right now are eighth on yeah. 16 points. I mean, look, Haas had a pretty piss poor weekend. I mean, Magnussen was on the radio saying, you know, what is this pace? This is the worst. If we look at the team radio, it's like this is the worst um, car that I've driven in in my life. And then um, Gunter Steiner gets on the radio and, you know, says, yes, we all know it is, just move on, um, you know, just leave it, just leave it, just leave it. Because I, I feel like he was kind of, like, embarrassed. Mm. You know what I mean? Because forgetting a... Yeah, okay, I wouldn't expect anything else from Roman Grosjean, but if, you know, you're last and you're Kevin Magnussen, that's a bit different, you know? Well, he, and, like... Mm, he suffered the... Well, he had a crash... On the Saturday, yeah, and obviously they did their best to reti- to fix the car up, and then he goes on radio saying, "Oh, this is the worst car, whatever. I can't mm. drive this thing." And then Gunther's just come on and said, "Mate, we did our best to get the car at its best. That is enough. Just race." Because again, another Haas driver has just stuffed it up, which is usually it's Grosjean, but now it's usually Magnuson. what's this Magnussen? Mm. I'm putting the question to you now: Should Magnussen be replaced? In, no, in 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 the Haas squad. No, in my opinion, I believe so. You're kidding. After one race. Taking the piss. Relax. Good. Relax. Okay. The team orders incident. So, Hulkenberg was absolutely breathing down the back of Daniel Ricciardo with about 10 laps to go, 12 laps to go, and he was told by Renault um, to back off team orders because the re- and the reasoning Cyril said afterwards was Daniel had been um, in a scrap with some of the front runners. And 
Daniel Ricciardo, he pitted about 10 laps. No, eight laps earlier also yep. um, than Nico Hulkenberg. Um, so we want the points as it is. Just stay. Hold put. And quite understandably, Hulkenberg was a bit, a bit was a little bit peed off um, at the end of the Grand Prix. First Good language. Could use language uh, peed off. Mm. Anyway, oh. mm. um, more of the same. What do you reckon of the team orders incident? Did we like that from Renault? One word. Unlucky. Yes or no? Tough shit. Like, you know, too bad. That's team orders. That's, that's the way the cookie crumbles. Like This is funny because I know why you're like this. If it was any other team, you'd be saying no. But because, just because why do you Daniel reckon Ricardo got absolutely treated like horse shit last year? Excuse my... No, no, no. Keep this in. I'm Mate, I am ticked off with this, right? Because Ricardo got treated like absolute crap last year, right? Treated horribly when he was so-called the number one driver, yet their, yet their golden boy, Max Verstappen, was clearly getting the better car and was finishing races when Ricardo only finished, what, two I'm in the last ten? I'm going to ask you to give me one word, yes or no, did you like these team orders from Renault? Yes. Okay. Because well, Ricardo, if it was any other team, I'd, think, I'd say no. <laughs> That's what I mean. That's my point exactly. Welcome to the non-biased, biased podcast. Look, I don't like team orders in general, um, but for this um, race, I see the point. I mean, you had a driver who had been competing with the front runners and had to go on a slightly different strategy to the other one who was on fresher tyres, eight lap newer tyres, um, who'd essentially just been hanging. He was just hanging around at the back. Hulkenberg did absolutely nothing in that race. I think mm-hmm. he held. He might have held off. He was in a scrap with. Uh, Bottas and Verstappen, but he's just keeping with them. He yep. wasn't really racing. Them. Yeah, yeah. So for him to essentially be behind, not really compete, and then kind of pinch Ricardo's spot, you see the reason why they did the team orders to keep Ricardo in that spot. And also, there's no risk because you know Ricardo. Yeah. He's a fighter. He the, the, there is a chance of a collision with Ricardo because we know how hard he defends, regardless yeah. of his teammate or not. So for them not to take that risk. I mean, I kind of like it. I don't like seeing team orders, but in this instance, and in this this incident, I see the reason. So I'm happy yeah. with it in this case, but I generally don't like it. Yeah, I mean, look, it'd be it would have been good if they, in another situation, so to speak, um, yeah. where they just let them fight, and just see what happened. You know, like if it was, I don't know, I'm I'm gonna put a random race. If it was Brazil, right? Both teams weren't gonna get a result end of season. It was one race to go after that. And they're like, you know what? Let's just let them race. Mm. Because at the end of the day, the drivers just love to have a bit of fun, right? That's why they do it, because it's fun and they enjoy it, right? And they're good at it. If you just let, you know, if I just say, all right, just go for it. We didn't care. You know, we can get a car off for next week. That's all we care about. You know, new, new cars and new regulations coming in next year. Just have fun. You know, have a race. If you crash out, too bad. Who cares? You know, like, I, if that was me in that position at Renault, I'd do that. A couple races to go. Fair enough. Have a go. Have some fun. Race against each other. Do what do what you're getting paid for. You know mm. what I mean? Because if you put team orders in, it'll be a really lonely race for the one in front. Because obviously, you know, the best of the rest, what you like fifty seconds behind what, fourth or fifth. And that's just it's not fun. Yeah. And you, you, you want a bit of enjoyment. You want a bit of um you you want a bit of a competitive edge. And you know, if, if if they just said just race, have fun, we don't we don't care, I'd be all for that. All right, let's get into another talking point, and that is the driver who replaced Daniel Ricciardo, and that is Pierre Gasly. He started in, I forgot now. What did he start in? Did he start six? 
Fifth. He started sixth or fifth anyway. He was ahead of Max Verstappen. Yep. Um, and then he was in a direct battle. That's right. He was in a direct battle with Daniel Ricciardo because he came on the backside of him. So he was yep. fifth. He was fifth at one stage. He probably was fifth. He probably qualified fifth anyway. Um, and then they both pitted and then Daniel Ricciardo stayed ahead of him. Um, what's going on with Pierre? Is it his car or is it his skills? I don't get it because um, Max Verstappen is driving exceptionally well in the other Red Bull car. So is it... Are we going to see Pierre Gasly... Let's go mid-season. Okay. Are they going to replace him? Because seriously, in that car, the Red Bull car, which is absolutely fantastic, you cannot be finishing behind the two Renaults. You had the whole Grand Prix to try and overtake him. He even had a scrap with Lance Stroll, and he took ages to get in front of him. And we know the Mercedes, uh, the um, the Racing Point has a Mercedes engine, and they have a good straight line speed. But, I mean, get real. If Daniel Ricciardo was in that car, he'd be finishing if not ahead of Max Verstappen, behind him. So, what do you reckon? Is his seat in serious jeopardy right now? Okay, so first of all, he did he did qualify fifth. He qualified fifth, okay. Yeah. Um, you, could, you could have chimed in and said I was right. Yeah, no, I wanted to wait. I want to let you finish. Oh. Well, okay, whatever. Okay, so he finished fifth. Um, I'm going to put this to you. What? Would you be okay with Alex Albon taking his seat if no, he got replaced? Not Alex Albon. Who would you put in? It'd be Kvyat. Every single day of the Why? week. Kvyat deserves his spot back. He has driven absolutely phenomenally this season. Um, let's have a look where he's in the standings so, at the so, moment. So you'd put Kvyat over Albon, okay. Easily. Easily. Kvyat, A, has got the experience. I put Kvyat. You can't put two young, young no, stars together. Alex Albon hasn't proved himself at F1 level yet. Kvyat has. He has. On the other stand. No, Alex Albon, not yet. You're kidding. In his first... Um, okay. And the, the the moves that he did on the weekend, um, the way he clawed his way back through the field to finish in, he finished ninth in the end, whatever he did, tenth, uh, um, tenth, tenth, yep, tenth. It'd be Kivy, tenth, yep, yep. But again, and as I'll say it again, is mm-hmm. he set in jeopardy? Um, Serious jeopardy. Look, I don't, you know, I, I honestly don't even know where he'd finish if if is if his Kivy seat had, in I don't serious know, jeopardy. Because the, that's why we ask. Mm. I'm saying yes. His seat is in serious jeopardy. Yeah, and I, he, I he, have to say it as well. <laughs> of course you do. But I, I, you have to because he's not getting consistent results. You're getting a Renault who's out qualifying you who should be literally qualifying seventh. He, he, that's the thing. His qualifying pace has been shocking. But He's been consistently poor. But would He Kvyat cannot do overtake better? cars. Would Kvyat do better? I would say yes. I'd say no. I'd say Kvyat do better. I'd say no. Of what fifty bucks that Kvyat would do better than Gasly. Ooh. Gasly didn't really prove himself at Toro Rosso. That was the thing. He was obviously the only reason he got promoted was because Daniel Ricciardo left. He wasn't knocking on the door like Max Verstappen was. Max Verstappen knocked the door down. Didn't just knock. I on don't him. think Kvyat's knocked the door though. Kvyat's knocked the door before. Mm, he's played. He's, he's raced at uh, Red Bull before. He did make a couple of mistakes, which saw him go. But he's quick. He's always been quick, Danny Kvyat. So I'm saying Gasly's gone at the end of the year if this continues. Easily. Yeah. And I would not be surprised if we see a mid-season promotion, whether it's Albon or Kvyat. My go would be Kvyat. But I would not be surprised. Yeah. No, I'd say um, end of year, yes, but not mid-season. Not a chance. Do you think it's out of the question? Yes. Out of the question? Yes. I don't think they can afford to put Kvyat because they know what his past is like. He stuffs up. He crashes. He's a liability. He's come back. He's come back and proved himself. 
I think he's all right. No. Okay, those are the major talking points from the Canadian Grand Prix. Let's get stuck into now some of the comments from the Formula One official fan group. Okay, so we've got a few long spiels about the uh, Vettel incident and how the fans took to social media and basically apparently attacked Vettel for his emotions with you know replacing the first and second um, uh, what are they what are they stands are that they're the stands yeah um, so one one guy um, posted he said putting aside the merits of the penalty or no penalty. It's sad seeing so many uh, comments across the internet attacking Vettel for his emotions and actions after the race. He hasn't always been the best example in the past, to be fair, um, inverted commas. Neither has he been remotely near the worst, uh, end inverted commas. Um, but on this occasion, considering the intense nature of the battle, I think he dealt with it fine and appropriately, which uh, was with his emotions, such as anger and frustration, naturally, um, but also composure as he reasoned responses on the radio and post-race, uh, considering the context, entertaining, moving the numbers, um, you know, good on him for that one, and um, respect as well. Um, do people really want elite athletes that are on the extreme limit of their sport to just completely holding onto their emotions, reacting like robots, playing a PC PR game? Um, sounds like boring, a boring load of crap. Full credit to the English commentators, by the way. Um, their views showed no biased uh, opinion for their man, um, and feel, and that, of course, they felt for Hamilton about how the race ended for him. What are your thoughts? I think I've already delved into that way too deeply already. Like fans, like what do you reckon about the fans getting angry at him? I don't like it. I mean. <sighs> If this was Italy, fair enough. <laughs> like you know, they're they're always going to. They did they did it last year, didn't they? Yeah. When um, Hamilton won um, ahead of Vettel, but look, I think you need to be a little bit more knowledgeable there. I mean, clearly you knew that it was a stewards' decision, not Hamilton. And I know that they don't have much access to the media, whatever. They couldn't hear Hamilton actually say over the radio, "This is not the way that I want to win." But look, overall, you don't like seeing that. And, um, from the fans, especially to a champion like Hamilton, yeah. regardless of our thoughts and opinions on him, mm. um, you should be knowledgeable enough to realise that was not Hamilton's call, that yeah. that was the Stewart's call. Um, oh, what else is there? There's 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 a few memes uh, that has got in Bahrain when the Salva car got flipped by uh, Kimi Raikkonen's Lotus. Uh, and it's got yeah. it upside down. It should have and it stayed in the air longer. Five second, uh, five second penalty for unsafe re-entry. Should have stayed in the air until track was safe to re-enter. Just shocking. People are commenting, uh, and of course the um, uh, what's his name? You know the uh, Valtteri. It's James guy. He's holding mm. his um, he's he's biting his lip. Uh, screenshots, and then there's um, there's more quotes um than comments, so to speak. So there's lots of people quoting what um, what Sebastian said uh, ab- about the race. Uh, if I can just find where it is, um, he says um, you need you need to be an absolute blind man to think you can go through the grass um, and then control the car. Fair call. Am I right? Very fair call. Um, he said, I was lucky I didn't hit the wall. Um, where the hell was I supposed to go? Um, is this a wrong word, I tell you? Is this is this a wrong world, I tell you? This is not fair. I agree. 
I agree. Um, and then of course we saw Hamilton uh, kind of kind of drag Vettel up on the first podium at the um at the uh, at the at the celebrations. Well, Sebastian Vettel, he he didn't attend the you know the the top three. They put their cars together. Oh, you wouldn't yeah. you wouldn't know about this. No, but no, anyway, no, I'll, yeah. I'll describe it for you. Well, um, okay. He he wasn't there. He went straight through to. Where did he go? I think he went to the stewards. I don't even know where he went. Went to Mac, he's got a feed. Then some Ferrari guy got him and said, no, look, you've got to go back, do the post-race interview. And then that is where the meme started. He came through the Mercedes um, team, thingamabob. Uh, where? Thingamabob. The garage. Yeah. That's what it's called. Um, went through there and <laughs> went to, he took off Hamilton's first placing, chucked it where his car should be, yep. chucked the number two in front of his car. That was hilarious. And then he went up, and he was not happy. He was not happy. Yep. Mind you, this is actually his worst run um, in F1 history. 15 races with no fifteen races with no win for Sebastian Vettel. Mm, that's big. Huge. Um, and now there's screenshots of Gunter Steiner's Instagram. That's a fan-run account. Um, and it says it's got a picture of a truck holding a massive money bank. Um, it says, a sad fact, um, but lately most of our income comes from the swear jar. Uh, so I'm happy um, the very first update after the Monaco GP is on the way. If the boys fail to score points in Canada, I hope they swear their bleeping brains out. Um, <laughs> car bleeping ching. Get around Gunter Steiner's Instagram. It's um, uh, Banter Steiner, at Banter Steiner. Um, and it's got ladybugs all over it because who doesn't love a ladybug? All right, is that about it? That's about it. Okay, thank you for tuning in to our review of oh, the Canadian Grand Prix. Also, well, like, very quickly, did you see in Friday practice when um, they yeah. put down the uh, Haas car and it actually melted the paint off the concrete? Um, so, yeah. Oh, man, this is great. Gunter Steiner, again, with the, sim- with, with the maple syrup fuel project being successful, we've decided to use a secret syrup recipe on our tyres to finally get some grip. I think we can all agree that they're sticky. All right. Thank you for tuning in Thanks. to our review of the Canadian Grand Prix. Been great. Um, we'll be back next week to preview the French Grand Prix Yep. Um, at Circuit Paul Ricard. But yeah, until then, we'll see you at the front of the grid.